It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Hour number two of the program today. And already the show has gone to the dogs. We are talking about the article I have at WBSM.com and on the app. The new Wareham Dog Park, which just opened on Saturday and uh, is really, really worth checking out for sure. If you have a dog and you're looking for a place to have them be allowed to run around off leash, it's uh, it's a great little spot. But they have some rules and some regulations that they want you to follow. And the problem is there are people who were taking issue with those rules on the Depaw Facebook page. Depaw is the dog park affiliation of Wareham. It's the nonprofit that was formed uh, almost a decade ago to raise the funds to build this dog park. And the dog park is owned by the town of Wareham. It's town of Wareham property. They, uh, I, I spoke with uh, Gary Buckminster, who is the director of the Department of Natural Resources. And he was talking with me uh, about the spot. And I also talked with Derek Sullivan, the town administrator, who talked to me about the selection of the spot, of the different places they, they could have cho- chosen. You know, so this was really an effort between DPA and the town and the town departments. Uh, DPI going up, well, in, in Wareham, it's the, uh, municipal maintenance department. But, you know, these different departments actually working together with this nonprofit group to make this park happen. And it's, it's really a story of how it should all work, really. There was a Stanton Grant Foundation that gave them a bulk of the money that they needed to get this done, but the community had to approve a certain amount of Community Preservation Act funds for the dog park affiliation of Wareham to have in order for the Stanton Grant to be to, to be eligible for the Stanton Grant. So the town approved at town meeting using CPA funds to build this. I mean, it really is just how all of this should work. And all that they ask is that you follow some rules and restrictions and people are losing their minds over it because they don't want you to use a certain type of collar. They don't want you to use uh, food for training your dog. You know, they don't want you to bring in food. They don't want you to bring in dog toys, things that other dogs are going to get worked up about. Your dog may be fine. Your dog may be able to, to, to eat the food when they're supposed to and, you know, play with the toy properly and all this. It's the other dogs that might not. And it's about having a place where all dogs can participate, not just yours. And that led to some callers calling in and saying, you know, I don't understand why people have to bring their dogs everywhere they go. When you walk in the supermarket, everybody has a dog. And listen, I get it. Some people need a service animal for sure. And service animals are usually identified by a vest. As as one caller said, John said, you know, you can get those vests online. You don't have to prove that it's a service animal. Well, okay. But I would like to think that most people that are walking around with a service animal are truthful about it. And some people need to have those emotional support animals. I don't get it. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend 
to understand why if you have anxiety going on in public, having a dog makes a difference. But I also understand that if you need it, you need it. You know, it it wasn't a thing years ago, but whatever. If you need it, you need it. I do think anxiety is a bit of a, a bit more of an issue because we let it be an issue these days. But that's a conversation for for a different time. But if you if you need it, you need it. And I'd like to think that if you are utilizing it in that regard, then you are legitimate. But there are people who, it's not even either of those situations. They just want to bring their dog into the supermarket. And I don't want to put my food in a cart that your dog was just sitting in that nobody wipes it down afterward. Or have your dog walking around sniffing everything that I might eat. I have a hard enough time keeping my own dog from shoving her nose into everything in the house. I have a hound, so she's got to have her nose in everything. So I just, I don't understand all of that either. But it goes to the idea of, you know, everybody's dog is their special baby and you can't, which is fine if that's how you want to treat your dog, but you can't expect everybody else in the world to consider your dog to be a special baby. It's a dog. And as such, there are rules for dogs that your dog and you must follow. And in the case of this dog park, some of those rules you might not like, but those are the rules required to be able to enjoy the park. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of people that would love to go watch a Whaling City Youth Baseball League game at Brooklawn Park and just have one beer as they're watching kids play baseball. But you can't because you can't have beer in the park. So you just don't have a beer while you're at the park. You have a beer hopefully after the game when you're home and not when the child is in the car with you. But you know what I mean. So it's, and that's what bothers me the most about this. Well, my dog doesn't go anywhere without her toy. Well, that's a you problem. That's not a dog park problem. And that kind of goes to the point of why they want to have these rules in place. Because if your dog can't be anywhere without your dog's toy, what happens when the dog has the toy at the park and another dog takes it? That's the whole point of this. And if your dog can't go anywhere without your dog's toy, then don't bring your dog to the dog park. Also, again, I I don't mean to sound insensitive and I don't mean to sound anti-dog. I have a dog. I love dogs. But maybe you could just teach your dog to not need the toy. It's a dog. If you take the toy away... We'll get over it within a couple of minutes. I legitimately take things away from my dog all day long. And she just looks at me like, really? So I I, I think that that's, that's a you problem, not a dog park problem. People who want to be able to use the the 
e-collars on their dogs. I understand why you want to. I get it. I get what you're trying to say, that this is how your dog has been trained. But the park doesn't want you to use them there. So you can't use them there. It's not a it's not an unreasonable ask. If your dog cannot be off leash without wearing one of those collars, that's a you problem. That's not a dog park problem. Other people are like, well, I want to be able to bring food because that's how I reward my dog when my dog does something right. Well, then going to this dog park is not for you. Again, a you problem, not a dog park problem. I get wanting to bring toys, you know, not not being dependent on toys, but I I get wanting to, you know, you want to bring a ball, you want to bring a Frisbee because those are fun things to do with the dog. But they're just saying not to. So if you'd like the rule or if you if you feel like you can obey the rule, great. If you feel like you can't, don't go. I mean, what what are you going to do? You're going to sue the town of Wareham to let you bring a frisbee into a dog park? The the it's not even going to get to a judge. The magistrate's going to tell you exactly what I just told you. There's a list of rules to use the park. You don't want to obey them, you don't have to use the park. Now, is there an argument to be made to say, well, my tax dollars paid for that park in a way because CPA money went toward the park. But a lot of it was done toward private fundraising. A lot of it was done toward done through private fundraising and, and, and through the Stanton Grant Foundation, the Stanton Foundation Grant. Could you argue, well, it's town owned land? And I have every right to be able to use it the way that I want to. Probably not. Because I can't go have a baseball game at the at the Wareham Little League fields. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's just as simple as there's a list of rules to follow for your dog to be able to use the park. Follow them or don't. 508-996-0500. We've got some app chat messages, including uh, N.A. in New Bedford who sent in a photo, and I'm sorry that I can't read it all um, just because it's long. But it is a list of the rules at the Captain Jack Peterson Dog Park in New Bedford. And, you know, this says, again, dogs have to have an up-to-date license. Dogs have to be vaccinated, spayed, neutered. Dogs under four months are not permitted in the park. Um now, in this park, they don't let anybody in under the age of 18. Wareham is willing to let kids in with the dogs as long as they're not under five years old. Uh, no strollers. Owners should carry a leash at all times. Dogs should be tethered and secured when exiting and exits. These are the same thing. No more than two dogs per owner. In Wareham, they allow you to have three. Uh, chain, choke, prong, or e-collar shall be removed before entering the dog park. Same rule. Owners should not be permitted to leave their dogs unattended, of course. Um, it should be the dogs, you know, the dogs are not allowed to dig. A lot of these are the same rules. Um, food and treats, human or dog, are prohibited from the dog park. Toys are prohibited from the dog park. Uh, and, and really, it's just, it's all the same rules for the New Bedford Captain Jack Peterson dog park. And when Wareham, when the Depaw group was responding to folks, 
They said that they created their list of rules by looking at other dog parks in the area and seeing what they allowed and didn't allow and said, we're just going to try to be in line with them. Now, one person was like, well, Falmouth lets me bring toys or treats. I forget what, which one it was. And so Deepaw's response was, well, great. If you need that with your dog, there's a park for you then in Falmouth that you can do that at. You can't do that at our park. Uh, Heather in New Bedford sent an app chat message. Hang on. I just went back there. She said, uh, hi, Tim. I believe those rules are completely acceptable. The dog park is simply trying to prevent problems before they occur. Toy aggression, food aggression, etc. happen even in otherwise well-behaved dogs. Also, no training. Why should someone profit inside a free park? Anyone who doesn't want to obey, like that woman who kept taking issue, go to a different park. They aren't forcing you to come to this park. Ungrateful people. And I think, yeah, that is a, a big part of it, is that it's just you've got this great thing now. All they're asking you is to follow a few rules, and you you don't want to do it. Now, the training thing, I had just suggested that maybe that was something that they were that they were concerned with is that, you know, somebody might show up there and try to, like, lead a class or because you've got a fenced-in area for the dogs. So people might take advantage of that fenced-in area for the dogs and say, uh, you know, meet me at the dog park at 10 o'clock on, on Monday and I'll train your dog. Whether they're making money or not, it's not the place to do that. But I also thought about it, too, like it's it's you don't want people who are utilizing that space to train their dog individually either because there's going to be distractions for the dog there's going to be other dogs that are going to come running in and, you know, I saw it. I saw what happened when the dogs were in there just kind of running around. They're just in there running around. They're not doing anything wrong. They're doing exactly what the park was intended for, but they would be disruptive if you were trying to train your dog. Training is something you can do at home. Training is something you can do with a dog trainer at a private facility. It's not something that needs to be done in the park. If you wanted to go and hold, you know, human fitness classes in the park, you need to get a permit for that. And basically what they're telling you is don't don't try to get a permit to use the dog park to train dogs because we're not going to do that. That's not what this is for. And I think that that's a fair thing. It's a place to bring your dog maybe after they're trained. But keep in mind a lot of these dogs aren't trained. Like that's that's the thing that I keep seeing people say over and over again. There was a woman who commented on the story about the dog park opening with this horribly elitist comment of how, you know, people in, in Wareham depend on state and government money and uh, state and federal money to raise their children. They can't raise their children right. How are they going to raise their dogs right? And I don't trust their dogs around my dog and I'm not going to go to this park because people don't train their dogs properly, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. This is not necessarily the place for every single dog that's going to be well-heeled. That when you take them off the, the leash, they're going to stay right next to you the whole time. That's not what this is for. It's a place for dogs to go out and run around. Now, they can't be aggressive with other dogs or people. You know, there's, there's certain things that they want them to follow, but they're not looking for, you know, perfectly trained dogs to use this park either. There's going to be some rambunctiousness in those dogs. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we can talk more with you. Also, a reminder, there will not be any midweek with the mayor this week because it is the State of the City address uh, this afternoon, which we will carry live here on WBSM during Barry's program. Also, another reminder, 
If you haven't gone in and entered yet for a chance to win a pair of tickets to Boston Calling, head on over right now to WBSM.com or the WBSM app because we are giving them away all this week. And uh, by the way, congratulations to Bob, who was yesterday's winner. I forgot to announce it on the air. I I picked him out as the winner, and I came back from the break meaning to announce it and didn't. But, uh, Bob, you were the winner, and you should have gotten an email from Casey uh, with uh, all the information on how to claim your Boston Calling wristbands. These are physical wristbands, so you would have to come here and get them in person. Uh, But she'll send you all the paperwork and everything in advance. And if you go to... Uh, the WBSM.com website, you'll see it right at the top, Win Boston Calling Passes. It's also in the upper right-hand corner. It's also under the Contest tab. And if you go to the app, you'll see a button right in the middle that says Boston Calling. No matter which way you enter, it all goes to the same place. So you only need to enter once. But you go there, you put in all your information, and we will draw a winner each day. And you will get to see the Foo Fighters, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, the Lumineers, Paramore, uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, there's so many great bands playing and great musical acts playing throughout the course of the entire Memorial Day weekend. It's all happening at the Harvard Athletic Complex in Boston. And if you don't want to wait around and try to win tickets, you can still buy them at bostoncalling.com, which is linked up in the story at wbsm.com and on the app. But why not get them for free, right? So go and enter, and you may be the winner of today's pair of passes, which we will announce later on in the show. All right, take a break and be right back. You know my girl just called me up And she woke me from my sleep She heard the things she said You know she heard my feelings deep I'm gonna buy me a dog A dog? A dog? Why? Why? Cause I need a friend now Babe, you need all the friends you can get, I'm telling you And uh, that's, of course, the monkeys with uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog, which I don't, I, it's just a fun song. Uh, my favorite line in that song is, I wish I had a glass of water. Why, are you thirsty? No, I want to see if my neck leaks. Um, anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and discuss. Uh, we're talking about this um, this dog park issue, the dog park posting the rules and I just checked on the Depaw Facebook page to see if, you know, there had been any more negative comments about the rules. But it seems like for the most part, uh, the conversation has shifted away from, from those folks and more toward the people who are just thankful to have uh, such a great place. Of course, if you want to sound off on our Facebook page, if you go to the WBSM Facebook page, you'll see the story there and you can offer comment underneath. But it just seems to me like this is something that somebody else made the comment in one of the... Uh, one of the Wareham groups I posted the story, this is why we can't have nice things. And I'm sorry that you have to follow a few rules. These are not major rules. These are not major restrictions. These are not limiting your freedom to raise your dog the way that you see fit. All they're doing is they're saying when you are within the confines of the of this park, this is the way that we want you to um, I don't even want to say act because I think most people understand the way that you have to act in a place like that. But these are just some things that we want you to observe for safety's sake. This is not saying to you your dog is not welcome here. This is not saying to you that your dog is not allowed here. 
This is just saying, we just want you to not bring in food, to not bring in toys. And they lay out the reasons why. It would be one thing if they made these rules arbitrarily and people said, well, now you're just like, there's no valid reason for this. They're not only giving valid reasons, but they're saying like, we adopted the same rules that many other dog parks have. Uh, thanks to the person who sent in on app chat, the list of rules for the Jack Peterson dog park here in New Bedford, which has all the same rules. All of the things that people are complaining about, they have the same rules there. Why does your dog need to have a license? Because they want to know that your dog is licensed. That's an okay thing to ask. Your dog should be licensed anyway. Uh, why do they want to make sure that your dog has rabies vaccination? Because they don't want your dog bringing rabies into, potentially bringing rabies into the park or getting rabies in the park. Why do they want you to have a leash with you? Because they want your dog to be on a leash if it's not in the fenced-in area. So when you get out, if your dog doesn't wear a leash normally, and some people's dogs don't, you know, when they they have them at home, they don't need to be on a runner or on a leash or anything. They stay in their yard. They don't do anything they're not supposed to do. They're well-trained, fine. But when you are leaving your car and going into the park, they require you to have a leash on your dog. And trust me, even if your dog is trained not to have a leash on, it's not going to affect the dog negatively to have a, a, a leash on just to go into the park. When you go to the Wareham Dog Park, there's there's two gates into each area. And those two gates create a space in the front of the, the, the play area where you can get your dog acclimated. So you can bring your dog in to the first through the first gate. The dog remains on the leash in that area. And your dog can kind of see everything that's going on and realize what's going on and get kind of used to the idea. And maybe the other dogs come up and sniff them through the fence. And then when your dog is ready, you open the second fence, the second gate. You go in and that's when you can unleash your dog and let them run loose. Seems like a reasonable system to me. Doesn't seem like they're limiting how you can let your dog run around. And then... Once they're inside that area, they just want you to follow some simple rules. And they make all the sense in the world to me, but apparently not to everybody. 508-996-0500. Uh, also, later on today uh, in the State of the City Address, I don't know if the mayor is going to address this. In the State of the City Address, the draft complaint that was sent to the MBTA that could turn into a lawsuit about the underpayment of lands that it took from eminent domain from the city and also whether or not it had the legal authority at the time that it did so to take the land. I don't know if the mayor is going to address that because I think he's going to keep things relatively you know, positive and he's probably not going to get into all of that. But uh, tonight on South Coast tonight, Marcus and Chris will be in and you, they will have um, Representative Chris Markey on and maybe some others from the delegation they are still working on trying to get on, but they know that they will have uh, Chris Markey on to talk about that MBTA lawsuit. So that'll be part of tonight's edition of South Coast Tonight. Also joining them uh, right at the top of the program this evening will be Counselor-at-Large Brian Gomes. Um, I'm sorry, they're waiting to hear back from Counselor-at-Large Brian Gomes, but they have invited him to go on. So Counselor, if you're listening, if you want to get back to uh, to, to Chris, 
and let him know if you can come on. I'm sure, um, you know, he will love to have the opportunity if he has the time in his schedule to respond. And, of course, we will get your response to the State of the City with Barry because we'll carry it live for you to hear, and then you can call in with Barry to react to it. So I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about offshore wind because now we've got the components for offshore wind actually starting to come into the city. And as the mayor said um, last time he was on the program, it's really only weeks before things are really going to be full steam ahead on that. So you'll hear a lot about that. You'll hear a lot more about the housing plan, the comprehensive housing plan. And I haven't seen the speech. I'm just guessing what will be part of the conversation. But you'll hear more about that. You'll probably hear more about you know, business development in the city and maybe maybe some updates on the advanced manufacturing campus. Because if you remember, the plan was to take a different look at how they were requesting those RFPs, the request for proposal. They were going to take a look at that process and see if there weren't some changes they could make. So maybe we'll get an update on if those changes have brought in any more proposals. Uh, well, any proposals because there were none before. So there may be some updates on those kind of things. And as well as, you know, you can listen. Listen today for hints. Listen today for um, context clues as to whether or not you think Mayor Mitchell will run again this fall. I think I think that he will. I don't I don't know how many more times he would run after this. That's just my feeling. But I think you'll get some some idea of what of, of what he might be thinking based on some of the things that he'll be talking about for the future. There'll probably be too some discussion about as we mentioned with him last week when he was here the um, the judgment that was made in favor of the city to be able to uh, knock down that building that will help with the, the 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 river cleanup and also the construction of the river walk. I went down to that area. What day was it? Friday afternoon. I think it was Friday because the the weather was decent. And I said I'm going to go down to that area and I'm going to try to see. You know, uh, the mayor said it's not a, it's not something you could see from the street. But I said, maybe I can go down there and, and, you know, walk around a little bit and see where it was. And I went down there and I parked and I was going to get out of the car. But there were some folks down there that looked like they were working and they were like, what is this guy doing? So I didn't want to cause any issue. So I just kind of took a quick look and got back in the car and left. But uh, having never been down that far along the river before, I mean, wow, what a what a beautiful spot that that is. That'll be a very exciting place to be able to, to walk or bike. And we're probably not too long away from that. As as the mayor said, they still have to finish the cleanup, which will take a little while longer. And then the construction can begin. So, you know, he didn't want to put a time frame on it, but I could imagine it won't be, you know, it won't be a decade. So I'm sure you'll hear a little bit about that in the speech as well. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, uh, we're going to take my next break and be back in a few moments.
that's Lobo, me and you and a dog named Boo. And there was a there was a trend. Uh, I think it was on TikTok not that long ago where it was, you know, give us your dog's name and then all the names that you call your dog. And I, you know, I immediately thought of that song because my dog's name is Ruby. And her name is Ruby because she's, you know, she's a reddish colored dog. And when we got her from the um, Humane Society, she already had that name. So we we kept it. She was a year and a half old. And we were like, is there really a need to change her name? Like, she knows her name. She responds to her name. And we don't have anything better. We'll just keep calling her Ruby. And so, but Ruby has turned into... Uh, a variety of different versions of that name. Uh, I believe I call her, what do I call her? Sometimes I call her Booby. And that has led to Boo. You know, Boo being a short name for, for Booby. Uh, and then that has led to being called Boosif. You know, so there's all, all different varieties of Ruby and Booby and all those different kinds of names. So, but uh, sometimes I'll, I'll just say to her, hey, me and you and a dog named Boo. And I'm like, wait, it's just it's just me and a dog named Boo. But whatever. Um, she's my son's dog, but he's, you know, turns out he was allergic to her. So, yeah. Anyway, we got some uh, app chat messages. If, uh, if in, you know, he wasn't at first, but we, it's not like we didn't check first before we went out and got a dog. Um, but it just was something that developed. So got some app chat messages uh, on the WBSM app. If you want to call in, of course, 508-996-0500. But you can always use the app chat option as a way to send in your thoughts. You can text them in. It's one of the great options on the WBSM app, which is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. Also on the app, you can enter to win those tickets to Boston Calling that we will give away uh, later on in the program today and again tomorrow and Friday. So, and, uh, and Bob, I got your, your app chat message. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you got the email and, uh, congratulations on winning the tickets yesterday. And we'll announce our winner coming up for today. Uh, Alan Somerset said, Tim, yes, dogs should not be allowed in a store unless for the handicap. The other day I was at Lowe's and I was standing next to a great Dane. I was going to ask him if he worked there. There's no need for it. It's getting more and more. And then they bark and growl at other dogs. So, Again, I think, you know, service dogs are one thing. Service dogs are, first of all, required, you know, it's required by law that you let service dogs in. I think I might have told this story before, but um, I have a friend who is blind and has a, a service dog. And she is an amazing person. She emigrated here from Japan. She is a college professor. Uh, she lives in Minnesota, but she would come to our paranormal events here in New England. She would fly from Minnesota. She would take buses and taxis and, uh, you know, she would, she would just, she'd be able to get her way there. And, and, you know, she's completely independent, you know, with the help of her dog. And she came to an event that we did out in Gardner, Massachusetts, or it might have been Winchenden. Yeah, Winchenden. But the only place she could get a room in the area was this little dumpy motel. And she didn't check in ahead of time. She came right to the event because she was running behind. The, her plane was delayed and, 
She was running behind, so she came right to the event. And then at the end of the night, about 1 o'clock in the morning, she asked if there was a cab company she could call to bring her to the motel. And this is Winchin in Massachusetts. I don't think they have a cab company if it's 1 p.m., let alone 1 a.m. And this is pre-Uber. So I said to her, I was like, well, I'll, I'll give you a ride to the motel. It's actually, I'm going to go right by it on my way home anyway. Might as well drop you off. So her and the dog got in my car and I brought them over to the motel and she went to go check in. And the person working the counter told her no dogs allowed. And she's like, it's a seeing eye dog. I need like, this is like, I need this dog. This dog is my eyes. He's like, no, no dogs. And I'm like arguing with this guy at one thirty in the morning that, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act means you have to accept this dog. And so it, 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 it took a good, you know, 20 minutes back and forth before any had to call his brother, who was the other owner of the motel, before they finally like decided between the two of them, okay, I guess we'll follow the law. So I do understand that there is a need for it in, in stores. I also can understand people who do need emotional support animals. Again, I don't understand anxiety. I don't understand it to the point where you need to have an animal with you all the time for that. But again, that's just that's on me for not being knowledgeable enough about it. I don't begrudge you having that 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 emotional support animal where you need to have it. I do think people take advantage of that though. And now it's gotten to the point where people don't even explain or identify the animal being there for that reason or and nobody in the store questions it. So it you can just go walk into the store with your dog. And nobody's going to say, "Hey, you can't have a dog in there." Even though the sign probably says on the the door of the store, "Only service animals." Which I believe emotional support animals qualify as service animals. I could be wrong, but I think it's all lumped under that that category. But no, you can just walk right into the store. You can you can take your little shit zoo or whatever else it is and you can put it in the front of the carriage sitting in there like a baby. And then take the dog out when you're done shopping and then the next person is going to go and grab that and put some food in there. Not to say that your dog is dirty. But I also don't want your dog rolling around where I'm going to put my zucchini. So how did we get from service animals allowed or only service animals allowed to anybody can just walk right in with their dog and have the sense of entitlement to do that? How did we get to the point where people have such a sense of entitlement about their dog that they can't just follow the posted rules to use a dog park? Well, I guess I just won't bring my dog there. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, let's, let's change all the rules just because we don't want to make, we want to make sure that your princess gets to come to the park. We built this park just so that your dog would be able to come here and play. And I'm sorry that, you know, our rules were restrictive of that. We'll change them right now for you. 508-996-0500. Be right back.
508-996-0500. We will uh, have the entire next hour to talk with you as well because uh, there will be no midweek with the mayor this week because it is the State of the City Address. So that will be happening a little bit later on during Barry's show. We will carry that live for you and get your reaction on the other side. And, of course, lots of reaction to that, not only on, on Barry's show, but also on South Coast tonight this evening as well. Uh, hey, Listen, I'm looking outside the window right now, and it looks like it's a beautiful day. It looks like it's the kind of day where you might be thinking about getting some work done around the house. Why not call the people who can do it better than anyone? Why not call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford? Because they have been doing it for almost 35 years, and they do the jobs that are too small for some guys, too big for some guys. They can do it all. And what's great about them is they have all the materials that they need, most of them always, right on hand. So the other guys you call, they're going to have to go to Precision anyway to get the, those parts, to get those those pieces that you'll need for your kitchen and bath remodel or replacing your windows. They make double-pane windows right there in their shop. Uh, maybe you want to have a roof done, all that stuff. They're going to go to Precision anyway, so why not cut that out, cut out that middleman and call Precision directly? They can do it all, replacing doors, replacing windows, full kitchen and bath remodels. They can replace your roof, and that's something that this time of year – that's what's on your mind, right? They can get your roof done for you. They can put vinyl siding on your home to make it so it's nice and easy to keep clean as we head here into the summer months. So check them out online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. If you want to find out more about them and you want to see what they have uh, in the showroom to offer, you can go right to it at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford, and you can see for yourself all of the great materials that they work with. But it's so easy to just look at everything and book a consultation at Precision Window and Kitchen. Dot com. All right, that will do it for this hour. We're going to take a break coming up in just a moment for the news. We will have uh, all of the national and international headlines with ABC News. Kate Robinson will have all of your local South Coast news from the WBSM newsroom. And, of course, we can react more to that on the other side and talk more about this dog park story because, I don't know, I just think that it's it's um, it's symbol, 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 emblematic, a symbol... <laughs> pushing words together of uh 